0: That dog is like ancient.
1: I thought you were dead.
0: J-Wall and dog.
1: Son out of your eyes and be yourself. Heard you were dead. She's dead. Wrapped in blast. I saw some pictures of her a while ago.
2: That man's dead back then. It was worse than death. Must be dead. Is this a dead man, doctor? 21 years old that's disgusting yeah when i met it it was i like i was petting it and it's like it felt like i was breaking all of its bones oh yeah you can feel their back yeah and i as i'm petting it he's like oh how does it feel to like have a brush with death like that (laughs) (laughs) he's like that cat has been on the verge of dying for six years now i had one that i had a cat that was 19
1: Jeez. It, it was old. Yeah, he was an old cranky man. Oh,
2: man. <laughs> he barely moved. It was like so odd to see a cat walk like that because, like, it was all still the same cat motions, but so slow. Yeah. So it just looked like a cat moving in slow motion. Like, if you yeah. took a video of it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, this is weird. It's like uncanny.
1: That was like my dad's cat. She was, I think she was 21 too, actually. But yeah, ancient. And What's then the she point? Does...
0: just poisoned him at one point. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, she, I mean, it was sad because, you know, my dad just died, and then his cat decided to, like, off him, off itself. Oh. It, like, when I was, like, moving stuff out of the house there, she, like, wedged herself in between the fridge and and like, the cabinet and was, like, stuck there for, like, a day or, like, two days. Like I, I was like, oh, I guess she, like, got out because I was, like, moving shit all around. And I was like, I felt really bummed. I was like, Cause I've had cats at that house, like leave and then go off in the woods and die. Right. So I was like, Oh, maybe she got out while I was like moving stuff. And then like, I was laying in bed and I just heard like th- rustling. And I was like looking all over the kitchen, like looking at all the cabinets. I moved the fridge and she was just like jammed like in the fridge and like on the side, like must've been stuck there for like at least a day. Oh yeah. And so then I rushed her to the vet and they just put her down.
2: Oh God. Yeah oh no
1: that was a very disturbing image to see that cat like i like it must have been struggling to like try to turn around or something it was like all like contorted oh i'm like yeah
2: that's sad
1: yeah it's a bummer that blows well that's a good way to
0: start the show <laughs> yeah yeah uh, leave
1: that in there travis no because i wasn't rolling
2: oh <laughs> oh boy well, that uh, yeah. Tom and I reacting to a story. <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah. yeah. That story is just
0: for me and yes. my friends. Yeah, we'll do a, <laughs> a new take on the podcast open, which is the Hypersoft, where we leave the storyteller out of the situation. But just Only the, reactions. the reactions. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh,
2: you can make the story yourself. Yeah, whatever
0: all. you want, really. Just yeah. put whatever sad story you've got behind it.
1: Yeah. Well, you know what is funny about that, guys? Because I'm extra soft. And this is Roast Mortem Cast, the only show on the internet that does history. That's not true. There's a lot of them. I don't, I don't
2: know about that. Yeah.
1: I'm leaning yeah. towards true.
2: I think we're the only podcast. Oh, yeah. Who's that? Joe
1: Rogan. He's a senator, right? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. He talks to artists. Yeah. He's a senator from South Indiana. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I am one of your hosts, Travis. These are my fellows. Introduce yourselves to the audience for the 200th and something time. Hi, I'm Tom.
2: Hi, I'm Connor.
0: Uh, Mike's not here again. He's officially off the show. He's welcome back anytime, but I won't be saying that anymore.
2: He's stuck in a post office box truck right now. Yeah. That's why he couldn't make it tonight.
0: He's going postal in a different way, (laughs) i.e. jerking off on your mail.
1: (laughs) They all do I have have seen him start skating again. He's doing his little... He's regressing back. back to teenage years. Skate yeah. Mike. If you love something,
0: break its knee. That's what they say.
2: <laughs> yep. And they'll come back again and again.
0: <laughs> they sure will. They get hungry for some go-gurt as they go older. They yep. come back. Broken yeah. knee and hand.
1: That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh so most important part of the show right now. How's your week?
2: I'll go. <sighs> yeah, uh, my ears are better, but this morning I was driving to work on the Northern State Parkway, uh, just after exit 40 eastbound. Anyone who drives the Northern State every day will know exactly what I'm talking about when I say I hit one of the gigantic potholes that has been there for five months at this point. Oh. And uh, $170 later, I have a new tire. Oh. Yeah, real fun way to start the morning is yeah. uh, with a blister the size of a fist sticking out of your tire. Dude,
0: those low-profile tires, that's not
2: good for oh, the type of commuting you do, man. No. You need a Hummer. I think you're right. Actually, I, really, what I would like is... I don't want to tank. I think that's too much. Mm. But I would like a half-track. I think that would be the better way. What's a half-track? Where it's got, like, four front wheels and then uh, treads on the back. like that tank treads. Awesome. Yeah, I think that would that be anyway. the better way of commuting for me. I actually yeah. saw,
1: probably in Eastern Europe, it was like... I want to say it was what's the italian car? Fiat. The Fiat? Yeah, and somebody put a half track on it. It was like this really <laughs> tiny car with a half track on the back. That's awesome. That's
0: neat. <laughs> that is pretty neat. Well, I'm sorry yeah. about your uh um I I've, yeah. I've always kind of been under the impression uh that New York infrastructure is a crime against humanity, and anyone involved should be shot. We
2: were we were kind of talking about this uh, during one of our breaks recently. Yeah, and we might have a lot more to say about New York infrastructure in four to six months. Yeah, so
1: oh, it's coming. Oh yes, yeah. All right, Tom. Uh, what? How's your infrastructure doing? Aka, how's life?
0: My life is terrible i keep reading about people on the news losing children and and uh you know friends and family and getting destroyed and conflicts and i go i wish that was me because i uh i have just been so busy with work (laughs) i have no personality nothing to offer anyone anymore uh i don't think my wife loves me anymore because i've ignored her for the sake of uh korean clients which uh i hate uh (laughs) for the record and uh, I can't find a house, so mm-hmm. all of this money-making I've been doing is just... I might as well just smoke it. Just smoke s- the the hardest and coldest of cash right from the bank. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Because apparently I'm never going to be able to find a house again.
2: I don't think anyone can. I don't think anyone's bought a house unless you're... I don't know. Well, Who buys houses these days? No one.
0: I, I bless and curse everyone who does. Yeah and as i as State you new york I in we got
1: we got to all move to white what is it white chapel new york fucking badass they have what? an odd fellows house that you can uh, completely redo into a whole apartment oh yeah yeah what's well, an she- odd
2: fellows house i thought the it was o-
1: a um a crowbar uh album <laughs> no the odd fellows they're like uh it's kind of like the elk's club or the masons uh, oh the odd fellows nice yeah. hmm yeah. Well, either way, one day I'll get.
2: Oh, you know what? I Join the that... Freemasons, Tom. Then you'll be able to buy a house. I'm too yeah! Jewish. Ah, uh, true.
0: Um, the banks don't like me because I'm <laughs> an outsider you're... Jew. <laughs> yeah. You know, you have too much Irish and Gypsy in you.
3: No way. <laughs> I'm not going to help you. <laughs> you're not, not a, in here. Not
0: Pure like us. In fact, we're going yeah. to. Uh, we're. You have good credit. Oh, cool. We got this guy Biden saying you have to pay more because you have good credit now. Do you see that one? No. I can't get into it. It's not a political show, but fuck, I am furious about that. Yeah. Um, but I did have some fun this week. I went on, drink a beer, play a game, aka, uh, drink a beer, punch your wife. Um, <laughs> my favorite gaming show out there, uh, love love hanging out with Jim and Brian, total sweethearts. Um, they were, if you're not familiar, then you skipped some of the recent episodes. They hung out with us during the William Penn episodes. Uh, great guys. I think I said some really bad things on there. Maybe not. I may have got
2: preachy. Did you drink a beer, or did you drink multiple beers? I drank five beers. Nice.
1: And oh, nice. So yeah, you, I, you did more than required for the show. Yeah. You're showing I, them up. You're I like, just hey, had a blast beers. with the guys. That's good. So
2: that good part to know. Was, that
1: was a good bit of what, my
2: week. What game did you play? Uh,
0: we talked about...
2: Oh, you just talked about games. Yeah, we just right. talked about... Um, I don't know if it was a, Well, firstly, a play Race stream. the Sun. Ah, um, your favorite yeah, game race
0: the I'm so simple. Talk talked about that talked about um I had played Sackboy the new okay. s- the new uh platformer big yeah big world yeah a yeah, uh, little big planet um fun and then they chatted about some of the new Zelda stuff that's coming up you know we got to yeah. still got to beat uh Breath of the Wild yeah one of oh, because-
1: my favorite things Tom was when you were getting into Zelda like you were playing through all of them you're probably in our t- mid 20s and you're just like, yeah, I'm playing Zelda. I'm getting all these bucks. There's just bucks uh, everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about the rupees. <laughs> yeah, because I don't
0: have time for two syllables when I'm doing money. You I know? got
2: fat stacks of bucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got all
0: these yeah. bucks.
1: Yeah.
2: Nice, Travis. You uh, collecting bucks this week, dude? My
1: teeth are collecting bucks. I had four fillings done uh, on Monday yesterday. I still like a little bit cold sensitive. So it's because Portland doesn't put fluoride in their water. You know, maybe that's like a, you know, give us brain weird worms and shit. But like my teeth have been falling out since I moved here. Bro, there is fluoride in the toothpaste. I know. There's plenty but of fluoride. I, well, I don't know. I never had this many teeth problems. I moved here and now I got teeth problems. It's called getting older and smoking a pack a day. Well, <laughs> uh, no, they said these fillings were like genetic. Because, like, uh, I had, like, pockets just the way my teeth moved. So yeah. I had, like, one actual cavity, but then they put fillings on the other side as, like, a preemptive. Like, we know this shit's going to, like, cause it's going to happen
2: eventually. You might as well yeah. get it all done.
1: Yeah. And it was yeah. not fun. It was two hours of drilling. But I went to my favorite dentist, Bling D- Bling Dental. Bling. Great place. Yeah. Shadow they put on bling. the Kurt Cobain sunglasses and you just watch, like, I was watching Planet Earth and they were drilling on my mouth. It was nice.
0: That is cool. It's like yeah. uh, Uncle Magic's cousin,
1: Bling <laughs> Industry. <laughs>
0: yeah, <Link> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> So good, good guy. All right, all right. So guys, we're going back to our crappy colonies. Yeah, this is an ongoing twenty twenty three thing. We're just new us, new me. What is that saying? I don't remember. I think you got it. Yeah, <laughs> just roll much. Much. Yeah,
2: new us, new me.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. one of those ballpark uh, <laughs> things. Yeah. So we're going. We're doing our crappy colonies. And so if you've been following with it, you know, we've been talking a lot about how dumb the Spanish are, right? So we talked about Florida and Georgia and them looking for those bath salts down there and setting up really shitty colonies. Mm -hmm. On our last episode, so if we go back to our last episode, uh, King Philip II uh, sent Tristan de Luna to colonize Florida in 1559 because he was afraid that Spain's enemy... The French were going to settle the area and cause a world of shit for Spain and their treasure fleets. Well, Spain had a reason to worry about France in America because they were already there, just in a completely different place. Mm. Now, if you Google France's first colony in America, you'll probably get Port Royal in Nova Scotia in 1603. But that was not their first crappy colony. That honor goes to a place called St. Croix, and not the tropical paradise in the Caribbean. <laughs> I,
2: I was going to say, I feel like even if you're screwing up, St. Croix can't be that bad. You're yeah. saying this is a different one.
1: Well, <sighs> now, this one is a lot, lot colder. In a desolate shithole uh, of an island in the middle of the St. Lawrence River. <laughs>
0: you know, th- there has to be something said for these people who go to the worst climates and don't feel it out for like a couple days and go let's yeah, head a little yeah, yeah, yeah. south maybe go or maybe else. this is too far no- south let's yeah. go north a bit. let's get some weather
1: <laughs> yeah yeah uh, so this attempt at St. Croix was uh, they t- attempted to settle it in 1541 so our last episode took place in the 1550s so they had been kind of floating around just completely different side of America not side Top bottom <laughs> Chinese were on the other side, but we don't know anything about their crappy colonies.
2: Yeah. Zhang. Yeah. Hey, oh, man. Yeah. what a guy.
1: Oh, yeah. What did he do?
2: He, he there's a possibility he got to California from across the Pacific. I'd see if <sighs> also he just had crazy uh, cool boats. <sighs> I can't get yeah. my
0: thoughts straight. I have so many angry clients in Korea right now. Oh, he's Chinese. Storm. Yeah, I know. but that's <laughs>
2: also- He fought the Koreans, so you might, yeah, you bas- might feel a kinship with him. Okay. All yeah, right.
1: He basically made like the aircraft carriers of wooden boats.
2: <laughs> yeah, they're pretty
0: sweet. All right, cool. Yeah. Well, I, I was just curious. Wondering if I had to be on guard. Let's go back
1: uh, yeah. over the, to St. Uh, to The, the,
2: the East Sorry. Coast.
1: Yeah, so we're going to be talking about... Saint Croix, not the Saint Croix you know, as well as two subsequent colonies: Charlesburg, Royale, and France Roy. Those are tight little dashes in there. Charles, France Roy. Yeah. All right. France King. France King. <laughs> yeah. And uh, let me tell you, you know, if we thought there was smooth brain energy going on with the Spanish, the French, French, I don't know, uh, definitely knew more about weather than the Spanish. But we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna get into it. So what was France up to in the first half of the 16th century? Well, much like their neighbors, Spain, they were fighting. They're at war with everyone in Europe, uh, especially the Holy Roman Empire. So this first half of the 16th century was a series of war- wars called the Italian Wars, which was the prequel to Halo.
2: <laughs> I love how it's France fighting what will become Germany. And it's called the Italian Wars. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> Uh so pretty much you have the Holy Roman Empire, which is Germany, um, and everyone that's aligned with them, and then you have the Vatican and the Papal State and everyone that's aligned with them. And France is part of the Vatican Papal State side.
2: This is uh post two popes, right? We're back uh from... yeah. We're, we're just down just to one pope now,
1: down to one pope in Italy. So that's why they're fighting in Italy, you know right. what I mean? Uh, cool, yeah. I I like to think of the Avignon uh, papal sea as like the expansion pack to Catholicism, right? You get like the (laughs) DLC and they're like, ah,
2: yeah, it was $30 extra. Was it worth it? Eh, there's some new maps. Like,
1: (laughs) (laughs) uh, so in the first episode of this whole series, we talked a little bit about how Columbus was a complete idiot and did not discover America. Um, I mean, you can make the case that the Native Americans across the Bering Sea discovered it. Gay. Uh, yeah, but if we're talking just Europeans, we know that the Norse came over in uh, 1021. Uh, but And they had their own little crappy colony that was abandoned. But as we know, the Norse and, like, Vikings, they invaded France, and they eventually sieged Paris. And then they started touching butts and intermixing with the native Franks. So you had this like Norse French like uh inclusion, right? You know, so you've got like the minimalism of Scandinavia and then lots of garlic in one spot.
2: Hmm. I like garlic, so
0: I'm on yeah. board. I think a lot of uh what Scandinavians bring to the table food wise, um, and that we're not talking IKEA. We're talking about what they actually eat. It's pretty awful. Oh yeah. I think it's <laughs> just fermented garbage and uh sheep's tit
2: i have you seen the videos of people trying to eat the whatever oh, the can f- thing yeah, yeah. like yeah. i remember one of them it's just two guys in a car and they open it and one of them throws up like within seven <laughs> seconds of them just opening the can <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah how's that food it's know. fermented shark
1: <laughs>
0: yeah i'm going to iceland in july i will be trying fermented shark
1: Well, yeah, you you know how the Hawaiians do like the the pig cooking and they bury the pig underneath the sand and then like cook the pig? They basically do that with a shark, but they don't cook it. They just leave it there for like half a year. It's (laughs) it's stupid. It's what a child would do. It's what a four year old would do when
0: they're trying to save their candy from their older brother. That's
2: probably how it started. A little Icelandic child probably buried a shark and then was like, Mommy, Daddy, come look. This is the I made dinner and the they're like really nice parents. So they couldn't say no. Right. And they're like, we'll eat it. All right. We should tell all our friends and they'll eat it too. God damn it. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> we've got
1: the French and we've got the Norse kind of intermingling around like the eight hundreds and uh, they hadn't been to America yet. They haven't hadn't sailed across with Leif Erikson and all that stuff. But, you know, the, these cultures are kind of talking about their stuff. And as time goes on and, you know, we hit the year, or the, the uh, 11th century, probably over one too many meads, one of the Vikings spilled the beans about, you know, the Northern Atlantic. It's specifically how the Northern Atlantic was filled with cod. Fish. Hell yeah.
2: Now this, that's some fish I can get behind. Yes.
1: Yeah. Bacaliao. Yeah. I think I read somewhere that the rock eats like eight pounds of cod a day or something like that. Um.
2: <laughs> so he's responsible for the overfishing of the North Atlantic? Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's the rock.
0: <laughs> so, I want to tell you something. That's the biggest trade. I think the biggest food trade between Europe and South America is between Brazil and Norway. The Norwegians take the Brazilian coffee, mm-hmm. and then the cod goes down to Brazil, and they just swap the containers back and forth.
2: So you're getting a little coffee in your cod and a little cod in your coffee? Fresh, yeah. fish. <laughs> fresh fish taste.
0: I like that. Yeah. Cod's delicious. Have you had the... Um, my father-in-law keeps the um, like dried-out cod
2: just out. I don't think I've ever had that, it's no. It's the best. Just yeah. a salted
0: cod. Next and time just, I'm there. I'm going to grab a You
2: grab drink a shot and you
0: crack off a little piece. Ah. try some.
2: It's good.
1: So this Viking that was talking about this northern Atlantic cod was talking to one of Europe's swamp people, the Basques. <laughs> like, literally, have you seen Toxic Avenger? I'm just picturing Italy being a little
2: community of Toxic people. Europe's Avengers. got a lot of swamp people. That's yeah. probably their <laughs> their best trait, is how many swamp yeah. people they have.
0: How, how do New Yorkers not know that? What? Like, New Yorkers love to think that Europe is all like this very... Um,
2: you oh, a like oh, posh Europe, high society. It's, it's posh high yeah.
0: society, culture, all these things. It's just like if you go to Europe, it's just like they swamp just, people. It's just different, yeah. like looking gas stations.
1: <laughs> yeah, they use leaders.
0: Yeah.
2: Whoop de doo. And they don't have as much land as us. That's yeah. about it. They're good at building uh, dikes and dams to give themselves more swamp land to Here hang out. Here we
1: build in. our dikes in liberal arts school. <laughs> Although I will say so if you don't know what the Basques are, I'll explain them. But I, there's actually a Basque, Basque community in Nevada. And when I was driving through Nevada, I stopped at a Basque restaurant. They can cook. Though for swamp people. They can, yeah. I mean, I feel like swamp people always cook good. Like down south, Cajuns. Yeah. Yeah. Cajuns
2: are amazing cooks. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's all they are. Yeah. Uh, so the Basques, for anyone that don't know, they're the small group of people that live on the border between Spain and France, and they have pretty much been protected for almost all of history and outside wars by like a nice little location in the Pyrenees. Like, so it's like, a natural border that kind of kept them safe. They actually have one of the oldest like Indo-European languages that hasn't been altered since whatever they say. The earliest Europeans probably sounded the most like Basque. Uh, But anyway, uh, so this Viking spills the beans to the Basque about all this cod. And so he's like, okay, I'm going to go check that out. So these Basque and some, uh, another group called the Brentons, which live in Brittany. These fishermen and whalers start going up to northern Atlantic around Iceland and Greenland. And uh, we don't know how far back the Basques or the uh, people from Brittany went up there looking for those waters. But historians think it's pretty likely that these fishermen may have been uh, fishing around an area called the Grand Banks in New Finland, uh, which uh, they're almost certain that they were there before Columbus. We know that they were there in 1504, but you know they didn't keep really. The fishermen didn't keep good records, but they're kind of like they're probably in yeah, America it's, before. It's Columbus. only
2: like 13 years. Yeah, to, like if if we know they were there in 1504, they probably were already there. If it's just fishing, like yeah. yeah. Also, it's it's kind of splitting hairs. Yeah, it really
0: it's, in the grand scheme of. All of mankind.
1: <laughs> hey, Tom, I just like knocking down Columbus as much as possible. That's always a good thing, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, look,
0: it's there is a bias there. You know, if you're Italian, if you suck meatballs, as they say, you're going to love him. If not, you're going to be like Travis, Yep. who also yeah. eats meatballs. Oh, love meatballs. Uh, I love meatballs. Love meatballs. Yeah. Love meatballs.
1: Uh, I, you know, they know how to cook. <laughs> they sure do. Wonderful uh, people. Uh, mm-hmm. So, just road. to talk about how important this area in the northern Atlantic is with this cod, uh, especially for the cod. Uh, England and Iceland, aka Denmark, were actually fighting a war between each other in 1940, from 1949 to 1976, called the Cod Wars, uh, over their. That cod fishing yeah. area. Around like who Iceland. has
2: the rights in, of fishing rights to every part of it? Yeah. Yeah, it was like so a Cold awesome. War.
1: You know, like they never, I don't, there may have been one battle actually, but yeah. A cold <laughs> water war. <A> cold, <laughs> yeah. It's chilly up there in the North Atlantic. It is very cold. It's where the best cod comes from. It's got to be chill. So anyway, back to kind of France. They So they know that there's something up there in the Northern Atlantic. You know, Brittany, you have these fishermen going up there. Like, we know there's land up there. Um And with Spain blundering around in Central America and coming back with boats and boats of gold, French King Francis the first was like, well, that's cool and all. But like, weren't you guys trying to find like the Western passage to Asia? I mean, come on. I mean, really, you know, you didn't find that. We all know that those guys aren't Indians.
2: Yeah. You wanted paprika and instead you found potatoes. So, yeah. Who really won here? Uh." A uh, cuisine in general. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, about... they didn't have potatoes or tomatoes at this point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's
0: true. Oh, those Italians—they <laughs> were working on it's, rocks up to this point. It's crazy to
2: think that, like Italy, where you're, like your first thought with food is tomato, like tomato sauce and pasta. Noodles are from China. Yeah, Pot- tomatoes yeah. didn't exist in the European till the 1500s, and um, they didn't yeah. get noodles until like the 1600s.
0: What have you done, Italy? Yeah. Or right. it's right.
2: appropriation. They've culturally appropriated hey, all hey, their Hey, Connor, you can say the same exact
1: thing about the Irish.
2: We were forced are... to eat the potato by the filthy British. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah, yeah. Right? they we were some thumb over them, the Ireland
2: Irish. was a food exporter during the potato famine. I'm not going to get into it now, but we can <laughs> if we want to in, in a future day. <laughs> Another time for sure. <laughs> uh,
1: So, yeah, the French were like, you know, this Columbus guy... He's Italian, right? I mean, those Italians, they kind of peaked with exploration with Marco Polo. This guy is a hack. He doesn't know where, how to get to Asia from Europe. There's obviously got to be a way. So King Francis the first and a bunch of French mer- merchants were like, we've got a secret weapon. You know, we've. We've persecuted these Basque people for centuries and centuries. I mean, we, we will for centuries and centuries to come. But they've already been up there. They, they've they been to the New World. They know how that there's something up there. So we're right. long before Columbus ever did this. So the French were like, we're going to find the Western passage to Asia.
0: You should say long before Columbus ever did this. Like every
1: time you can. <laughs> yes. Yeah. This episode. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm just drilling it home. Yeah. Just drill it home. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, So by uh, 1523, they're like, all right, we're going to find this. So they're like, let's think about these mistakes of the Spanish tip. So they went out and hired an Italian guy named Giovanni de Verrazano. Yes.
2: Oh, Oh, big fan of his bridge.
1: Yeah. Is he the
2: toll guy? He invented tolls? (laughs)
1: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And they're like, yeah. So, you know that? He's probably your neighbor. You know, your noisy neighbor, Columbus. You want to upstage him? You want to find this passage for us? So they send him off to to America. And they're like, you know, second time's a charm. That's the French saying. So Verzano, uh, he explores from the Carolinas up until New York. I guess he builds that bridge with Staten Island. Yeah, he gets to
2: Staten Island. He's like, I'm never leaving this place. All my people. (laughs) (laughs) This is our holy land. All my people
0: are here. People are going to think Italy when they come to this place.
1: One it's day we will have Genilah. our Messiah. We'll have our Messiah, Pete Davidson. We are going
2: to be the only red county in this five boroughs. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait.
1: Yeah. So ultimately he comes back. He's like,
2: uh, I don't know. I didn't find any
1: passage. I guess you guys are on your own. So the French were kind of disappointed. And they're like, we probably shouldn't have hired another Italian guy. Uh, but they were like, Let's come up with our own homegrown explorer, and this explorer was a guy named Jacques Cartier. Oh, I'm not surprised by that name, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so Jacques was born in 1491 uh, in Brittany, which is where <clears throat> the Brenton fishermen are from. He was a mariner, uh, he worked his way up. Uh, to master pilot of the port of st malo in 1519 which is a pretty respectable position he married into the aristocracy aristocracy and so when king francis and the other merchants were like who who are we gonna pick they're like this is our guy you know he hangs out with the people that go up there and he's not basque so perfect good jockey yeah. boy yeah yeah why not and, you know, they're like, hey, the Spanish are looking in all the wrong place. And Cartier, Jacques Cartier, is going to find our Northwest Passage to Asia. Because we need to get those sweet, sweet virgin boy eggs.
0: What? Yeah. <clears throat> what? Not to derail too much, but what was the ex- obsession with Asia? I know it's, it's the spice route. It's spices. It's that's, really just. It's spices, really. That's it's it? really
2: as simple yep. as spices. Okay. It's yeah. crazy. It's <laughs> it's a really and, and,
0: hard thing to relate to. because yeah, it's like so affordable now to just get. It's thinking. so.
2: It's such like a ubiquitous thing. Yeah. That it's crazy that this was like the number one drive of the entire economy was like. We, that's yeah. that's we why need I, I, I
0: feels like. It, feel, it feels just fake to me. Like yeah. It feels like the spices, worst
2: Silk was probably like the second biggest reason, okay. yeah. I would guess. It was like sp- spices and silk.
1: Yeah. That was it. it we, we fought wars for tasty food. Yeah. And traveled around the world for tasty food. It cool. just doesn't feel like a real explanation.
2: <laughs> Europeans me. committed genocide in order so that their beef would have a little bit of uh, saffron. It's called pizzazz. Right? like
1: like... Yeah, <laughs> not too A little much. emerald in there. No. Bam! Yeah, bam! All right. Uh, so as you know, uh, I mean, the Northwest Passage thing was being explored until the 20th century. People have been looking for this Northwest Passage.
2: Yeah. Um, Are we gonna l- listen to the song at any point? Because now it's all I can think about. You've said it Northwest Passage like four times. What's the song? You guys don't know the Northwest Pass? No, I know. Oh man. You're gonna love it. We'll have to wait for the break for that one. All, All right. Right, it's a, yeah, can, right. I I'm blanking on his name and I feel real terrible about that. But he's a Canadian folk singer. Who, Neil Young? No. Uh, Drake? No, I'll find him. He's great. Anyway. Getty Lee?
1: <laughs> Jim Carrey.
2: No. Uh oh, what's his name?
1: All right. So yeah, they wanna they wanna get to Asia. Stan oh, Rogers, sorry. <laughs> Stan Rogers. Who the fuck is Stan Rogers? Oh, you'll love dude, him. We'll love listen to him
2: later. All right.
1: Shit slaps. Oh, and, and to add to that, the reason why they're all going, they're trying to go across the Atlantic is I'm pretty sure it's the Portuguese who control the the Cape of Africa, the Cape yeah. Hope. Yeah, dude. So they, the usual way of going would be going around Africa to Asia, but Portuguese are being dickheads. So they're all like, we got to find a different way. That's why they're going out into the Atlantic.
0: So what year do they make this, um, venture? Uh, all right.
1: So, uh, yeah. So there, so Jacques, where was I? Oh yeah. So here we go. So Jacques Cartier, uh, set sail. Um, and uh, let me just, just chop here, Tom. All right. Hold on. Let me put a, Tom, clean it up. Make it happen.
0: Spill beer on keyboard.
1: Okay. So in 1534, Jacques Cartier gets together a whole bunch of crew, you know, local fishermen that know where their favorite cod fishing spot is. And he gets two two 60-ton galleons, each with 61 crew members. So we got these big-ass ships, and they're following the fishermen. They go up in the Atlantic, and they're exploring the – Coast of New fin- Newfoundland. New- Newfoundland, Newfoundland. Newfoundland. I-, I looked it up. I looked it up because a lot of people say Newfoundland. I've always said Newfoundland, which isn't right. I've always said it but as Newfoundland.
2: Like, yeah, Newfoundland. Newfoundland. It's all, all together. Yeah, smear it. Yeah, yeah smear Newfoundland. It. Newfoundland. I don't.
0: I avoid saying it. I hey, do. Too. That's good. It's a lot of words I
1: avoid saying. That's one of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they're 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 going. They're exploring the coast of Newfoundland and. Uh, and then they go up into the Gulf of the Saint Lawrence River up there, which is above that. And on the Gaspe Peninsula, Cartier becomes the first European to meet the Iroquois.
2: Nice. Oh. I didn't know they went that far north.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I was like, "Why are the Iroquois all the way up there?" And I looked up the, the history of their tribe. They actually like migrated south, like into New York.
2: Uh, okay. But so they like-
1: started all the way up near the top of the St. Lawrence. Gotcha. And it's interesting because this meeting is pretty much like straight up Disney. Like they know they have a feast. The French give them gifts like anal glass, anal beads, (laughs) gas station, pocket knives, and other dirties that they have on board.
0: Yeah, of course. Here's some Rhino 69 because this (laughs) story is being brought to you through the lens
1: of perverts. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, but I mean, according to them, They said the meeting was fine. You know, obviously they can't understand each other. There's no one that speaks the same language. Like, check out this shiny knife. Here you go. And they're like, check out this bird beak. There you go. No, thanks. (laughs) So Cartier and his men erect a 30-foot tall cross on the shores of the Charler Bay before rowing away off to their galleon that's anchored out in this bay. And they look back. And there is Donna Kona, who is one of the chiefs of the Iroquois, just yelling at him, like, whoa, 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 what are you doing? And uh, he's like, did I give, he looks to his friend, he's like, did I give them permission to put that gaudy piece of shit on my lawn? (laughs) That big old fucking cross? I I, I thought they were an Italian. (laughs) This just smells like Italian. (laughs) Giant cross? (laughs) This reeks of Italy. (laughs) So Donna Kona and his two sons row out to the galleon. they come aboard. at least this is what uh, Cartier's notes say. He's pretty sure that he was angry about the cross they built. So Donna Kona runs out, rows out, comes aboard. According to Cartier, they had a friendly discussion with the chief that they were going to take his two sons with it, with them back to France so they could <laughs> meet the king and become translators.
2: Oh, I'm sure I'm sure that's exactly how it happened.
1: Yeah, yeah, friendly, friendly. They don't
2: speak the same language. So. Yeah, we had a friendly chat, didn't understand <laughs> yeah. a word of the gobbledygook he was saying, and yeah. we took his sons and kicked them overboard. He he kept <laughs> yeah. shaking his hands. I assume that was yeah. a good thing. He was lodging a, a complaint. It's crazy. They cry when they're really happy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they, he, he takes his two sons and says, bye-bye, Donna Kona. We'll see ya um now cartier didn't find the northwest west passage but when he returns back to france the reception of the king is like oh my god this is fucking awesome check out these two dudes they look really different and they're definitely not indian
2: and they uh, definitely don't have the early stages of smallpox right now <laughs> yeah
1: yeah uh so almost immediately another larger expedition was planned um the following year in 1535 uh this time he had uh, more men, and three oh. ships. O- o- almost immediately.
0: <laughs> These people know how to drag ass. <laughs> You're like, a year later,
2: almost immediately. I mean, that's pretty,
0: that's pretty quick for old time. From back
2: then, yeah. They're moving yeah. S- moving swift.
0: You're right, but what they have to do? Make ships from scratch?
1: They didn't have a couple laying around? God, Seems like it. Tom, Tom, mm. don't talk about, like speeds of government projects from all entire time that I commuted to New York city, they were working on a third rail for the long Island railroad. And I think it just got completed.
0: It <laughs> did. Uh, yeah. I hear it. Uh, you can get to grand central now, but this is, this is one of those things where it's, uh, I, because, because you have a King instead of a bunch of greasy mafia people running New York, you have a guy going, "Hey, I'm
1: spending a lot of money on this. Can we fucking hurry up?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, so they get together this things and they uh, they set sail again. They take he takes the two sons which have surprisingly they haven't died.
2: They made it? Oh my god.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, actually, so before they actually set sail, that he starts to learn from the two sons. So there's like in that year the sons start learning French. And they tell him a lot about what's going on with, uh, you know, the Iroquois and everything. They said Donnacona is one of the chiefs among many different uh, other chiefs in the Iroquois nation. So this is before the Iroquois Confederacy, but it's still like a large group of Iroquois. And then there's tiny little chiefs and they control the area.
2: That's classic human development. Chieftains growing around. And every, every, (laughs) every civilization's had that point.
1: Yeah. And uh, so the sons also say that the name of their kingdom is Canada.
2: Uh, That's where the name comes from. Yeah. I thought there was a guy named like Steve Canada. Yeah. (laughs) I was like a hundred percent sure that you were eventually going to introduce a guy named like (laughs) Pierre Canada. Someone so polite.
1: No, they actually named it after the Iroquois. Like it's kind of interesting. It's just the land of the Iroquois, Canada. Wow. Could you imagine if like could you imagine if
0: uh instead of two sons he took like two daughters with him and then they started translating and getting them to speak French and then they just talked gossip the whole time? It <laughs> was like, well there's this one bitch over there in the Iroquois, she's like such a bitch. She's so bitchy. Like, Did you see the bead she was wearing? Yeah. Oh my god. It's like these these will not do. <laughs> Send them back. <laughs> Hey, uh, hey girls, what's like uh, the political situation in this Iroquois settlement oh, yeah. you got over there? Everyone's like kind of mean to us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Did you see the latest Iroquois Got Talent? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Well, um, I'm just kidding. I'm not really, but uh, so the boys also explained that like their village, the one that Donacona runs, is a place called uh, Stratacona. And we don't and it said they said it's further down the Saint Lawrence River. Now historians aren't really sure where this village is, but they believe it's somewhere near Montreal or the surrounding suburbs. And they've done some archaeology in certain spots and they found like pottery that possibly was dated
2: to well, around that time. I went to Montreal once and the street we were staying on was called Boulevard Napoleon. So I'm gonna say that's where they were. Yeah, right, right? there. Right there. Yeah, all right. We'll go with that.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
1: i buy it. (laughs) So, yeah, now he Cartier, he he takes the two sons. Now they know how to speak French. And they set off again on May 19th, uh, 1535. Uh, So they start they're they're exploring around the coast for a little bit around uh, Newfoundland. And uh, then they decide to meet up with Donnacona on September 9th. And Donna is ecstatic that his two sons are alive and well. He's like, (laughs) I'm kind of surprised they brought him back.
2: Do you think in his mind they were like the two? Like, what if his third son was his favorite, and he's like, I oh. can't, I can't pass my inheritance. Like, I can't skip these two. Yeah. But if these fucking white dudes take them away, oh, there's baby. no way they're coming back.
0: Yeah, it was no lie. <laughs> yeah, maybe he was. Yeah, take, take him. him. take them, yeah, take them. Yeah,
2: and his
1: third son Steve is like, oh hey guys, ah, nice to see yeah. you,
0: <laughs> my sons. So good to see you again. You're French now, right? Stupid language. You're going back to France
1: when this <laughs> yeah. is all done.
0: Why do you sound so yucky and depressed <laughs> with your voice
1: like that? Yeah, do you have something in your nose? Yeah. <laughs> uh so Cartier this time, his men, they they decide, let's set up a permanent settlement called LaCroix, across from uh Stratacona. So the first things right off the bat, the French and the Iroquois are kind of getting along. Um, and, you know, everything's going good. They're giving them fish and uh, all this stuff. And, you know, they're talking about what's going on. Um Now he kind of was like, Cartier, the way Cartier saw it, he's like, these two boys that I took and stole from you, I gave them a great gift. I gave them a gift of experiencing European culture. And especially the true religion of Jesus Christ.
2: oh, oh. I yeah. thought he was going to be super French, and it was like, "I've given them the best gift of all—the French language." Yeah, <laughs> French. Yes, speaking. that's French he's speaking. The lingua franca. <laughs> yeah. So it
1: never really crossed Carrier's mind that, like, maybe these people didn't like just being, like, at gunpoint, abducted on a ship and trapped on board a ship for months with smelly garlic bread French people, and getting carted back and forth across the Atlantic. He's like, no, this was a gift I gave them. They came to Europe. They got to meet the king. Sure. Yeah. That's a lot of abusive relationships, I think.
2: Yeah. (laughs) They bring on cross-Atlantic voyages. I brought
0: you McDonald's.
1: (laughs) I brought you
2: McDonald's. (laughs) What is this lip?
1: (laughs) So tension started to grow between the two groups the Iroquois and the French and this was mainly because Donacona didn't want the French to travel upstream on the St. Lawrence and meet up with their neighbor neighboring nation other Iroquois called the Hochelaga um so Donacona was like I got to send my sons over there they know how to speak this stupid language and we're going to try to like convince Cartier not to meet up with these uh, her neighbors like we don't want to we don't really want them you know talking to the other guys we want them all to the, ourselves
2: yeah they're all so, out of
1: shape up
0: there you don't wanna... yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: so the sons go over to the fort uh LaCroix, and uh first they try the great old american tradition the epstein treatment they offer them two young boys and a girl it's like you're gonna want these guys. Hey, you're
2: French. We've yeah. we've hung out in Paris for a little. This seems like what you'd like.
1: <laughs> As a French person, I'm kind of insulted that you brought a girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe because they brought a girl, Cardi was like, nah, "Nah, nah, nah. We're still gonna go check these people out." Um, and they're like, "No, nah, I really you don't need to go up there. It's not worth the energy." They're like, "No, we're going." So, every, they, you know, he assembles a team. They get in the boat. They're going upstream, sailing upstream. All of a sudden, these two devils come canoeing up next to them, uh, and these were the two sons dressed up as devils, trying to freak them out. <laughs> cool. We've and, read
2: your Jesus book. We know what scares you. Well, I
1: didn't even go for the Jesus book. The you know he they came aboard and they said, "Hey, we are devils, and we came from the Iroquois God Kugwane," and he's and like,
2: "They're they're speaking French, I'm guessing." Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> If uh, uh,
0: that's not Satan, is but, it,
2: Tony? We know that's you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We taught you how to
0: speak. <laughs> oh no, you didn't. This is my real voice. I'm a devil man. I'm from the Iroquois Nation. You know, pay attention to up there. You look down here. Look, all the little boys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so Cardi is like, I know who you guys are, and uh, by the way, I'm not afraid of your Iroquois God because I got my buddy JC on board.
0: Amen's. Yeah. That's like the, the kind of shit that uh, juggalos say.
2: Like, I'm not
1: afraid of authority. I got Jesus Christ in my
2: heart. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. So Cartier reaches their neighbors, the Hochelaga, and uh, he's amazed because he's like, "Wow, this place is so much bigger than Stratacona. He was like, he counted about a thousand Iroquois living in this one kind of city.
2: Wow, this is a real place.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I, it kind of seems like Donnacona was like. I just don't want to see how shitty my fucking village is. Don't go up there.
2: It's like going to Staten Island and not, they're like, don't go to Manhattan. Don't go there.
0: Yeah. It's It's like you've never seen comedy before. And then you go to an open mic and you laugh so much. And the guy is just like, stay here. Keep buying the drinks. (laughs) Don't, Don't go anywhere else. Please don't go on the internet. And look at yeah.
1: anything that isn't stand up comedy that's much funnier. So he's any, he's like, these guys are way friendlier than you know, Donnacona's people. Uh the, the people in this village, they thought that Cartier was some sort of healer and he played into it. He'd started to give massages out to people. He's like, Oh yeah, I'm a healer. you going want oh, you feel a little tense. Let me touch <laughs> you. Uh oh, you're yeah. too hairy to heal. <laughs>
2: He's French. That
0: wouldn't bother him. That's true. I keep forgetting. <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: you got to remember. All right, so yeah, Cartier goes and he's he meets these neighbors and he's like, that was pleasant. And he comes back to St. Croix and they start fortifying, fortifying St. Croix and they're doing like wooden palisades, pretty much like French outposts didn't change until like the revolution. So like place like Pittsburgh, uh, it used to look exactly how St. Croix did um this is like a lot of like wooden kind of spiky palisades uh so they start setting this up and they started to get a little leery about the iroquois friends right next to them in stratacona and although by uh the problem was was that by november uh the settlement was stuck they couldn't go send more supplies or anything because the saint lawrence froze so, you know, they're
2: going to spend the winter there. Is this the type of thing where, on their previous journey, they were there in, like, July, and they're like, wow, it is fucking amazing here. And then went home, and then they got there in March, and or yeah. in, like, September, and we're like, yeah. ooh, maybe maybe we should have thought about that. It's still <laughs> yeah. pretty nice. Good thing I brought a hoodie. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess they do have weather problems like the Spanish, but the Spanish have to deal with hurricanes, and I guess the French didn't realize that these rivers freeze. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh uh so Good for them yeah so they're kind of stuck there for the winter in saint croix and they reported that scurvy started to break out between the french and the iroquois now scurvy is non-transmittable so i don't know if this was scurvy breaking out in the iroquois maybe they had did have some scurvy but we do know is that 50 iroquois died um and the French were really weak. A lot, a few of them died. And they started to get really concerned that the Iroquois might strike because if they knew that the French were weak. You know, like, oh, they see us, like, puking and shit. So, like, yeah. better watch out, you know? They see how so,
2: quickly we're filling our latrine pit, uh, ditches. Yeah, we <laughs> need to invent an outhouse quick. <laughs> so
1: Cartier started to keep the condition of his men a secret from the Iroquois. And then one day, a group of Iroquois approached the Palisades of St. Croix. And Cartier was like this is it they're gonna end us all like get ready men they have they're not even using like match locks they're using like aquebuses Like, it's a pole with a fire thing yeah. that you put in it so they light their little match fuse like this is it they let them in and they actually realized that it was a local medicine man bringing them medicine for their disease <laughs> and this medicine was like something that they used for years and years it was a mixture of <clears throat> leaves and tree bark from uh white cedar trees um yeah i mean as a white
0: i
2: am also paranoid for (laughs) no reason often i need to go get my gun yeah
1: yeah yeah so they drink this like cedar tree juice and they get better (laughs) (laughs) good thing i didn't shoot that old mop
2: (laughs) i mean with an arquebus even if they tried to shoot him Odds are they'd hit one of their own guys first. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, or it would just explode yeah, in their face. the face. Yeah, or they would just kill themselves on yeah. accident. It's did basically it... it's basically a pipe bomb. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. just like yeah.
0: um, did the did the Muslims um, did they capitalize on that for the suicide vest? They were like, <laughs> yeah, just go how,
1: light an arquebus. <laughs> how cool is that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, oh, at the end of the winter, twenty five of the hundred and ten crew. Uh, for the French died in the cold. and things started to warm up and uh, it also warmed up between the two groups after you know the Iroquois basically healed them all. They're like, oh hey, we're doing all right. And so uh, the Iroquois start to tell them about this wealthy tribe called the Sanguine. and they're like, yeah, you're gonna want to go check those guys out. like they've got like tons and tons of stuff. They said they had metal, Because there's only one word in Iroquois for like any type of metal, and it was just like metal. Like they didn't have a word for copper or iron or anything like that. It was just steel. Catalytic
0: converters. (laughs) Yeah. So the French,
1: all that the French heard was wealthy and metal, and they're like, oh, they must have gold and rubies.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, totally.
1: (laughs) This is going to be awesome.
2: (laughs) Show up, they just have sheets of aluminum foil. They have literally tinfoil hats on. <laughs> They're dressing up. Like,
0: yeah. look at our armor. We're white people.
1: So, Cartier's are like already planning to like go look for this legendary city of gold. Of course, there's always a city of gold when it comes to Europeans. So, by spring, uh, things were not looking very good for uh, our boy Donnacona, the chief. He came to them. Uh, one of the sons came and explained to Cartier that. There was a man from that village that they the bigger one called Argona and Argona was challenging the rule of Donacona. And so the sons were explaining this all to Cartier and the son is like, can you do us a favor and take Argona, you know, the guy that we don't like and bring him to France because then, you know, he can't depose our dad." Yeah,
0: can you give um, him a gift? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right?
2: <laughs> can you show him the ways of the lord?
1: <laughs> yeah. So Cartier was like, Look, the best I can do with Argona is to take that guy and maroon him on some island on the way home. But the king specifically told me that I was only supposed to bring two or three boys back as translators. So uh, this Arcon- Argona guy, you know, he's going to be a goner uh, on one of these islands. I see. We're going to take him on a fishing trip and he's <laughs> yeah. going to catch a lead bullet. <laughs> <laughs> So Cartier goes in and tells the sons, "Hey, come back with your dad and your brother, your other brother, and uh, all the chiefs and stuff, and we'll discuss a plan on how to catch the son of a bitch." So Donnacona, his two sons and chief, show up to the fort, and Cartier immediately seizes them all. Oh, Donnacona's like, "What the fuck, dude? Like you were gonna help me?" And Cartier was like, "Well, I was talking to this Argona guy, and uh, you know, we'd like to put him in power because it would have like." french would have a better ally in the area so uh don't worry we're not going to kill you or your boys or any of that we're going to give you a wonderful opportunity
2: come with us back to france and meet the king oh no <laughs> we're not young boys we're <laughs> <laughs> old boys don't worry we just got to make it a little stop at this place called greenland yep definitely does not have an ironic name yeah and he's like if you're worried about the village i talked
1: to our he's going to work things out perfectly he's looking after all your people
2: Wives included.
1: (laughs) Uh, So, too many of the crew, uh, Cartier's original crew had died over the winter. So, in order for them to get home, he had to go into the village and capture some more Iroquois. (laughs) Jesus. Yeah. Uh, So, they set sail, and they go back to France, and they land in France in July of uh, 1536. Now, the king is super stoked. He's like, you said they have a place called Sanguine and it's got gold and rubies, right? And the Iroquois, yeah, it's wealthy and has medical and it has a uh, metal, golden rubies. Yeah, <laughs> what I else mean, could it be? It's all cool shit. He said metal. Damn yeah. it. Yeah.
2: At the worst, it's bronze. Like. <laughs> yeah. Worst case
1: scenario, I'm just loading <laughs> up on bronze. Yeah. Not bad. So they plan a third voyage this time the the following year, 1536. And but this time, the king, you know, you could see something serious is going on here. So the king appoints one of his knights, a guy named Jean Francois de, Ro- de Roque de Alberval.
2: Oh, the rock, yeah, yeah de the rock. rock, De rock,
1: yeah.
0: Do you smell what the rock is cooking for dinner?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we know that that was a big mouthful. Full. He probably did, he just went by Rob- Roberval. Robert cool. Walls. All right. He sounds cool for a French guy. He's a knight. Yeah. Yeah. So not only was he a knight, the king made him the king's lieutenant and governor of the new colony. Like wow. this guy, you're going to bring him. You have to listen to him, Cartier, because you're just like the pilot of the ships. Well, this guy's my governor. Now, Robert Vall was a straight up seasoned soldier. Um, and his choice as representative to the king, uh, which it was, was kind of strange because the King Francis was very vocal about this colony of Canada not only being a financial move but a spiritual mission. They're trying to convert people to Catholicism all right Smart. So as it turns out, this guy Robbivar Robbival was a Protestant and yeah. <sighs> yeah, he was a Protestant of what the French called Huguenots.
2: Oh they haven't yeah. killed all the Huguenots yet, right? That's comes later. Mm-hmm.
1: That's later,
2: yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, man. So, Robert Vall was a Protestant and had recently converted to Catholicism, mainly just to get this promotion. <laughs> oh, nice.
2: Uh, yeah, Protestant. sure. I'll pretend the bread is actually sure. Jesus if it means I get to rule Canada.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever you want, <laughs> bro. Jesus is in my heart or
2: something, gay. <laughs> I will listen to the pointy hat Italian man. Yeah. So, Robert Vall also. Promised to you know contribute
1: his personal funds along with the king to finance this new colony. Problem was that Robert Vall was like deep in the hole, and uh his real intention was probably just to get rich quick once the settlement had been established and there are all the gold and rubies. He had no money. Mm.
0: <laughs> oh, one of those guys.
1: Yeah. So anyway, this trip was gonna be like a proper colonization attempt. Um, there were five ships. And 400 colonists. None of the natives, so the chief, the sons, and uh, and, uh, all the eldermen that he brought lived. They all died when they got back to France. Okay. With the exception of one little girl who survived, and they don't know what happened to her. But what I think, if you have French heritage, and it comes up on 23andMe or whatever, that you're a little bit Native American, doesn't mean that you're Native American from here. (laughs) <laughs> yeah
2: Works back the other way
1: yeah yeah i don't think french do that shit
2: no it's i think that's only americans yeah american was, french it,
0: what a dumb thing we do
2: like who cares yeah how, how are I, your finances yeah why don't you examine those no i need to find out if i'm even a little bit swedish <laughs> why is everyone like everyone stops like
0: Every time it's brought up, it's like they're, they're so psyched that there's, like, a part Jew in them.
1: Askenazi! Yeah! It's like collecting Pokemon. Kind.
2: It's so that they can not feel guilty when they go to Auschwitz and post pictures on Instagram.
1: And put filters on them.
2: Otherwise, they'd feel a little guilty. <laughs> I'd never go there. That place sounds boring as hell.
0: <laughs> Dachau, bunch, on the other hand. rail lines.
2: Yeah. Come on.
1: <laughs> yeah, what
0: am I going to do there? I'd rather go drink in a beer garden. Right next door.
2: That's yeah. <laughs> no, in Poland. You gotta oh. go a little further. <laughs> right next door. Right. <laughs> Connor.
0: Next door. I would never go to Poland. There you go. So you Forget can't it. go to any of the decades. I would never go to that country.
1: No. That stinking place. <laughs> uh all right, yeah. So none of the none of the natives lived. Uh there was a little bit of a hang up, so there was a little bit of a delay between this voyage and the last one. So they set sail in fifteen forty one. Uh cool. now Cartier Cartier had set sail without Roberval. Um Roberval's goal was to set sail with a different set of ships complete with weapons and soldiers and shit to like arm the colony. The problem was was that Roberval had no money and so after Cartier left, Roberval decided to uh, take one of the colony ships and the little crew he did had have
2: and start pirating ships off the coast of England. I like this guy. I ca- I've come around on him. Yeah, <laughs> Robert Vall. <laughs> yeah. This guy. If he's yeah. pir- pirating the British Channel, good for him. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, so this caused this caused a big international incident where the English ambassador went to Francois or King Francis, and was like, "What is this jackass doing raiding ships off of our coast? Like we're supposed to be tight at this point." And Francis was like, "Oh, him? Oh, he'll stop. Don't worry. He has places to be. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he's spreading the word of the God to the natives."
1: Yeah. Oh, we like that.
0: <laughs> we like that. We'll forgive him. Also, <laughs> when you keep saying Robert Vall, I just kind of imagine the worst YouTube movie review channel and someone talking about The Godfather. I'm trying like to say Robert, Robert Vall. Like Steve R- Revol- Yeah. <laughs> so, Robert Vall, he's a lawyer. He's not out of time. Robert Vall, he talks about Mark <laughs> Brando. <laughs>
1: And he does whatever Mark asks asked him to do, Robert Valls. <laughs> <laughs> so while while Robert Duvall <laughs> is off pirating ships near England, Cartier's ships, uh, in the meanwhile, were having a very rough voyage across the Atlantic. Storms lengthened the trip, the normal trip, which took about a month, to three months. And fresh water became very low. A lot of the colonists were facing very bad dehydration and starvation. Uh, but eventually they arrive at the site of St. Croix and they're greeted by the Iroquois and their new leader, Argona. They're like, Oh, Hey, how you doing, buddy? How you enjoying power? You know? Hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it
2: looks good on you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here's
1: some sunglasses. So they asked Cartier, like what happened to the, the guys you brought with you to France? And, Cartier was like, oh, I'm so sorry, Chief Donnacona. he died. Uh, but his sons and the other ones, oh, they're having a great time in France. Uh, they don't even want to come back. They're married. They're French aristocrats. They're living the good life.
2: Yeah, they're actually moving to Monaco for the tax breaks. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> the Iroquois know
1: that they were dead, probably from a common cold, like a French guy sneezing on them or something. Now, Native <laughs> Americans are very trusting.
0: That's Is that a thing? Because I,
1: I feel like that's only,
0: like, a sucker would be like, that, that adds up. Oh,
2: sure. Oh, oh all yeah. of them? He's not here? These, these mythical people that have come across the ocean.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it was already late August by the time they reached St. Croix. And uh, Cartier was like, I don't know. We kind of fucked around with these guys in Stratacona. And we're a little too cr- close to the Iroquois in St. Croix. So let's find a new place to settle. So they travel... 10 miles up the St. Lawrence uh, to a place called Cape Rue, uh, Cape Rue River. Uh, so they, they like, where the Cape Rue River meets the St. Lawrence, there's, like, a giant red bluff that overlooks both of the rivers. A story. Like, yeah, and they're like, this This looks like a great spot. So they start a new colony called Charlesburg Royale. Okay. All right. Charlesburg. I like that. Charles- yeah. Charlesburg. So is the colonies—is that the king? Uh, no, it's France. Francis Francis the First. Wait, which
2: river was it that met the St. Lawrence? The Cap rue River. Cap All right. Cap Rogue. I'm just looking at a map. Yeah. Don't mind me.
1: Uh, so yeah, so they they uh they set up this new colony. The colonists, you know, he brought over artisans and like you know, builders and all this stuff. So they, they set up a two tiered colony where at the top of this bluff, there was an administrative building that could look down and at the river defensive position. They set up wood palisades around that top part. And then there was a second layer lower down on the bluff that was also surrounded by palisades uh, that would house all the people. So it was very defensive, smart, you know, it's not like when we talked about Pensacola and they're like, let's build it at the lowest part of the bay. And they're <laughs> like this is the, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean all the all the other the the Santa Maria, all those colonies, that this is excelling far beyond yeah. any of those expectations. Yeah. Yeah. Um this is an actual colony. They yeah. they got to plant stuff. Yeah. And
1: built a wall.
2: Yeah, it sounds like they're doing it right.
1: Yeah. So, Cartier sends back two of his ships to France to inform the king that they had arrived and they were setting up the colony. Cartier then sets about, he's like, I got to find the city of gold, Sanguinet. So he's like, All right, we're going to go explore some of these side rivers. And he goes up the Cap Roux and uh, Cap Rogue and uh, complete L's here. They hit the rapids and <laughs> fucking shit's going everywhere. The French people had never seen rapids like this before. And so they 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 get up to a certain point. And they're like, I don't know if the city of gold is up there because uh, this is really hard. Gonna have to make that one of the long term goals of this colony. Oh uh, yes,
0: we have to grind, as RPG people say. <laughs> yeah, we have to uh, grind for another hundred something years until yeah. we can afford the monster truck
1: wheels uh, to put hard...
2: on the side of our ship. We're hard stuck until we get more XP here. Yeah. yeah.
1: So they're walking back all beat up from the rapids and uh, maybe they're sailing back. I don't know. And they're looking along the river. They see some shiny shit on the shoreline. They're like, are those are those diamonds? So they pull ashore and they're like, we found diamonds on the shore here. And they continue to search around the area and they find these black rocks. And in them there's veins of silver and gold. And Cardi's like, we found it. This is gold. Fuck yes. So he returns back to Charlesburg all happy. Uh, and by, on the way back, he uh, passed by Stratocona, the old place. And he saw that there were a lot of Iroquois amassing there. He's like, uh, I don't know. How are
0: you? Haven't seen you in a while since I moved 10 miles that way. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Because of you. <laughs> so he's How like, they're probably setting you? up for an attack. Uh, and we also just found gold Because he's like, Oh, well, they're going to obviously want the gold. Not like they need, it. <laughs> you
2: know, clearly, clearly that's what they're after. Yeah. They haven't, exactly. no, they haven't found it until we did.
1: <laughs> yeah. Laying on the shoreline. Uh, So he's like, they're going to be preparing to attack. So I have to get back there quick. And when he returned to the settlement, he told the Iroquois, uh, The Iroquois are going to attack and the colonists are like, well, that makes sense. They stopped bringing us fish. They were like coming by every once in a while, bringing us fish. Iroquois like, uh, uh, is like, yeah, this is going to go down. Yeah. They stopped bringing us fish. (laughs) Yeah. In reality, the people of Stratocona were actually doing something the colonists should have been doing. And that was simply, they were going on mass hunts and fishing to get ready for the winter. Oh. (laughs) Oh, So all of them got together at Stratacona and were doing these like big hunt trips and like trying to like prep and get ready for the winter. (laughs) Right. Well. I guess that's cool.
2: Yeah, I guess. That's what you're into. Yeah.
1: So this is pretty much like where the record of Charlesburg ends and the rest for at least from Cartier and the people that live there. The rest of what we know is recounted by a message from Robert Valls' expedition, which we'll get into a little bit, but it's kind of interesting. Like here's where it kind of stops. They get all paranoid. Winter happens, and they stop riding logs. Um, so what happened? Well, the paranoia started to kick in with the colonists, and we don't know exactly how it happened, but open hostilities kicked off between the Iroquois and the French.
2: You think it had anything to do with bringing their chief and his sons to France and then coming back seven years later without him? <laughs> uh, they
0: yeah. wanted to go. Yeah, they and were,
2: he's doing great. You he's saw a them. they were crying
0: at the opportunity presented, you guys love crying. Yeah. Do it whenever we come around. We're also sensitive. <laughs> we're French,
1: goddammit. Yeah, so it never came to a full on siege that Cartier was expecting of Charlesburg. Um, But the Iroquois started to do, like, ambush attacks and pick off groups that were venturing too far from the settlement. Eventually, three carpenters were killed while they were collecting lumber, and Cartier decided to end the colony in 1542, so a year after it started. Now, the real choice why he ended this colony probably was, I mean, the open hostilities was a big deal. The winter was tough but the fact that he had found gold silver and diamonds and he wanted to get back to the king so he could claim that find sure he's he like oh I gotta get out here real quick because uh you know now the rivers thought i had to come back and be like These, this is cartier gold
2: i need at least 10 more archibuses <laughs> yeah um so he
1: decides to pack up shop he's sailing back to france now let's catch up with the Rob expedition because he's been MIA. He's supposed to be there a long time ago. So he was supposed to head out a few months after Cartier left, but he ended up sailing around pirating until the spring of 1543, basically the same time Cartier was calling it quits. So, so this you, guy's you know. just
0: sailing around doing like the loop de Like he's taking the SpongeBob map.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's doing burnouts in yeah. these galleons.
0: Just uh... he's wearing like a bunch of hats that don't belong to him. Just like all covered in gold and silver. Yeah. Taking taking bites bites out of fish and throwing them back
1: in the ocean. <laughs> <Yeah>! <laughs>
3: Rabaval
1: <laughs> Now Rabaval's voyage would become something that was actually like stuff of legend. Uh in in like the 17th century, they were writing about his trip a lot we don't really know about it now so i don't know but it's a pretty interesting story so a soap opera kind of developed on board during the voyage across the atlantic you see roberval had brought his unmarried relative marguerite de roberval was probably his niece maybe his sister we don't really know the relation oh this is gonna be fun all right <laughs> yeah uh so it was a very long trip and marguerite Got a bit horny with seeing all those hot and smelly sailors and colonists on board. You know, very tight quarters. She decided to start fucking one of the fellow colonists. All right. You know, the rock of the boat. Maybe she just laid there in the rock of the boat, kind of. Yeah. I'm so not so actually selling. having sex with it. Yeah. It's <laughs> just a lot of scene. soaking. <laughs> uh, so Robert Wall was like, he found out. He's like, wait, you're fucking someone on my ship? And you're not married? Are you some type of whore? And he's like, well, if you want to be with this guy, you're going to get your wish. So Robert Vall anchored off a place called the Island of Demons. Uh, pro- today it's known as Harrington Island. Oh, uh, which I thought is- it was Long Island. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Harrington Island's in the Gulf of the St. Lawrence, like the big mouth of the river up there. He gave... Uh, his niece or sister, some supplies. I uh, gave him a few aca and some ammo and he dropped her off uh, her lover and her completely innocent maidservant, Dameline. And he was like, Hey, have fun. You guys want to be together? Have fun. And he rode back to the ship and sailed off.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, that is kind of funny. Do you think, wait, so it's just the one guy and the two ladies yeah how many hours before he's like hey we're here we might as well you know might yeah as well first <laughs> yeah. thing on a guy's mind wow we're we're that. stuck here but there's three of us so one of them likes
1: me <laughs> my statistics are good uh not this, great these are french people so i mean threesomes probably like something you do every other day yeah and they're probably <laughs> like shaking gross. hands yeah I wish we had another one, because foursomes, that's... Well, let me tell you. It would be better if you were a guy. (laughs) And also, perhaps you were a guy. So, the couple and the maidservant were stranded on this small island on the other side of the world. And to make matters worse, Marguerite was pregnant. Uh Oh, Oh, so there's
2: a fourth one there.
1: (laughs) Yeah, this fourth one. Cool. So, pretty cruel way to go. But there may have been some ulterior motives from Robert Vall, as Marguerite, if she had died on this trip, he would be the benefactor to her fortune. And she had a lot more money than he did.
2: Oh, okay.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So it may not have been the fact that she was sleeping with someone. More of the fact that we know
2: this guy's in debt. And if she dies, gonna retract my earlier endorsement (laughs) of him. (laughs) It was cool when he was killing English. Not so cool now.
1: I maintain my endorsement. <laughs> <laughs> so, Marguerite gave birth on the island, and shortly after, probably ate the baby, or the baby just died. Uh, the lover died, and Dabeline died, and Marguerite was left alone on the island. That's what—no
2: cell phone in sight. <laughs> so, wait—if we know all this, she's getting off this island somehow. <laughs> Well, against all odds, she
1: pulled a Tom Hanks castaway and hunted and scavenged for years until finally some Basque fisherman was passing by the island and saw a woman on shore and rescued her and brought her back to France.
2: That's amazing. That
1: is amazing.
2: Yeah. Did she name her son Wilson? (laughs) (laughs) Too busy eating him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love you, Wilson. I'll never let you go, Billy. So, yeah, she... Yeah. She was like a sensation in France for like nearly a century. And I think the queen of, uh, she's in, in Spain, but the queen of Navarre wrote this like book about her and like the adventure. And so there's a little bit of exaggeration in there, but this is kind of the root of kind of what happened.
2: Wow. This Good is her.
0: Yeah. I mean, this is carte blanche for making a story. Um, yeah. You've been missing for how long? Yeah. Do you want to tell me about it in detail? <laughs> yeah, I sure will. Let me well, tell you. Let me recall. What was that bear's name again?
1: That I taught to speak, <laughs> and then betrayed hey, me, and I had to murder. Hey, you can you can just tell Shonda Rhimes about it, and we'll have like a black French woman that's stranded on an island. <laughs> Bro, that's um. Yeah, I could just imagine
0: her story. She's like picks up a lighter when she gets back and Wait. goes, ah, "So easy to make fire."
1: And yeah. go, Where did you get that? We just sleep on the yet.
2: floor of the hotel room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh what was the name of this island Travis? Uh so the island now is called Harrington Island. Harrington Island. Back in the day it was called the Isle of Demons. Um
0: probably wasn't even any demons on the nah. island. Probably just a couple happy animals. Skunks. Yeah. Are you monks. looking at you're looking it up Connor?
2: I'm trying to, yeah. Um
0: does it exist? Did Travis just make this whole thing up? Apparently.
2: <laughs> oh my god, wow, that's like, It's insane that she got found. Oh, so you found
1: it? Yeah. Yeah, it's just like a little shitty that little is island. nowhere. Yeah.
2: I'm showing So that's it. Okay.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> Holy moly. Wow. Okay. Good for her. Th- these, yeah, these Basque fishermen were just uh, obviously had the best vision. Yeah, <laughs> they had yeah. like Tiger Woods vision. Seriously.
1: Well, you know that they were out there and like, are those titties?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's. We've been thing. out to sea
1: hunting cod.
0: <laughs> I, I can whiff something. I whiff a fish. Is it different <laughs> fish? Is a unwashed vagina?
3: <laughs>
1: so yeah, yeah now. <laughs> Now we know the type of dude that we're dealing with here, Robival, stranded his niece on an island and sailed off. And when he after he sailed off, he actually bumped into Cartier leaving the colony, going back to France. Oh. And Robival, uh, Cartier was like, uh, hey, you have to turn right back around, go back to Charlesburg, because like we're here. And guess what? We gotta start this colony. And Cartier was like, I'm not turning around. I'm not going to let anyone take credit for the discovery of gold. Uh, So he just disobeyed the order and kept sailing towards France. Good. All right. Yeah. I mean, if he stayed, he probably would have been put on an island. Yeah. Another, another different Canadian island. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many of them. There's some of those little dot islands. You
0: just drop off people. The water's too uncomfortable to swim.
1: No, that's true. So, Robert Wall continues on to Charlesburg, and when he gets there, he's like, I don't like this name. So, he renames it to France Roy. <laughs> Man.
2: Not the brightest guy.
1: Yeah. He, France he King.
2: Really,
0: he really, um, in, in modern terms, he's very Italian-presenting
1: <laughs> for not being an Italian. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, so... While Cartier had filled his colony ship with, like, artisans and craftsmen and, like, things to build the colony, Robert Valls' colonists were a combination of the upper crust of society and then the dregs. So there were his fellow aristocrats, but the majority of colonists consisted of convicts, murderers, and thieves and counterfeiters that had their death sentences communed, death by hanging, uh, in, you know, in the response that they would become colonists for this faraway colony. That's how you do it. Yeah.
2: yeah. That's a good gang of gang of people to start up a new society with. You're going to be alone with on an island. Yeah, that's elected. true. There are a lot of <laughs> islands in the St. Lawrence.
1: Henry curses too much around me. I'm
0: putting him on an island.
2: <laughs> so
1: Robert Ball sent like they, like Cartier did. He sent two backs ships back to, to France for more supplies. And he. Started setting up improving the battlements that Cartier had already started. Um, now Robert Vall seemed to have made more of an intention of making this a permanent colony than Cartier did. Like Cartier was like, Oh, we're gonna set this up, but I'm gonna bail, you know. But Robert Vall was like, I'm the governor, so this is gonna be our colony. Like I have this is gonna be permanent. Yeah. Uh and the only way for this to work was he needed to impose some justice, like any, you know, good, you know, society has a little bit of justice going on. Robert Vall's Ball, Robert sense of justice, we've already seen. <laughs> yeah. So this meant complete brutal rule. He had six men hanged for like petty crimes, like, I don't know, stealing a hammer or something. Uh, whipping and clapping men in irons were a regular occurrence in the the, the square of this city. Uh, and it was just completely miserable R- life there, you know. And he'd do this to the aristocrats, too. <laughs>
2: oh, I'm sure they, they loved it. You know, I
1: have a feeling that if Trudeau could get away with something like that,
0: he would. But
2: he would do it in blackface.
0: He would do it in blackface, and he would whip.
1: He would whip (laughs) a lot of people. Now, with all this justice going around, Robert Vall had completely forgot to hunt and collect food for the winter. (laughs) Oh, my God. So much justice. Yeah. Uh, it's a good thing that the Iroquois brought him some supplies for whatever reason. Uh, you'd think these people would learn, but uh, they sent yeah. him some supplies. Yeah,
0: yeah the, the, uh, the genocide of Native Americans comes down to their generous, they're overly generous and wanting to be liked by people.
2: <laughs> Another Italian trait of just overly giving food.
0: Yes. If you're, yeah. uh, All if you're, of
2: the world is Italy. That's
0: what we're finding out. <laughs> if you're a young person and you're listening to this, take that away from it. Don't look for approval. Yeah. Especially at work. Get Don't give food and to strangers. Driven across the country into a pit of shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh so the Iroquois bring him some supplies. It's not enough for the to last the winter. Uh and you know, the St. Lawrence froze over, so Robert Vall was not going anywhere. Uh, so he put the colony on extreme rationing. Uh scurvy and other diseases started to set in and uh Fifty of the colonists died that winter, which was a quarter of the colony at this point because he had sent some back to France and, you know, all this stuff. Um, as the river started to thaw in April of 1543, Robert Vall made his attempt to find this legendary city of gold. Uh, he headed up the Ottawa River with a bunch of men. Again, French people are not good at rapid rapids. Uh, they hit rapids lost one of their boats, six men drowned, and the expedition lasted about a month, and when the men returned, they just had 120 pounds of corn, no gold.
2: <laughs>
1: in, in movie theater terms, that is gold. In Kansas and Nebraska
0: terms, it's gold. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it's dirt there. I'm talking about once you get into a theater, and for some reason you have to pay $17 for a bucket of the shittiest crop ever
1: produced. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, and then Robert Vall started AMC, and he became very rich.
0: I love movies. I'm Robert Vall. <laughs> I, I was in the movies. Uh,
1: so it was springtime. He had not found any gold. A few ships returned back from France, and they had, you know, with these supplies that he needed, and they had some imper- important news about Cartier. So as it turns out, the shiny crystals that he had collected off the shore, well, that was quartz. That was not <laughs> diamonds. I had a feeling.
2: Yeah, I couldn't remember the word for the fake gold.
1: Yes, yeah, so they broke apart the black rocks with the gold and silver veins. The gold was iron pyrite or food, fool's gold, and the silver was mica. Uh, well, over for 3. Yeah. <laughs> that sucks.
0: Uh, well, let me ask you something. Fool's gold.
1: This is why it right here. is it? Why, oh, you have some right there. So why is it fool's gold? Cause it kind of looks like gold, but it's it doesn't have any of the properties of gold. It just it's very brittle. You can't right, like melt th- it into anything.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Melting it—that's yeah. that,
0: what I was at. Like, cause, cause to me, it's like it's a bunch of apes back back way when. Like, what are they doing with this shit anyway? Melting, Forgotten melting, crown, yeah. all that crap. Right? <laughs> yeah. I got to be able to make a crown out of it. Yeah. How are you going to make crown. this
1: into a crown or a dildus? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well, whatever. So some other news was that uh, France had been taking a little break from all the warring. And by the time they reached Roboval, France was back at war. The ship was like, hey, you know what? Uh, We're at war again. Sorry to break it to you. And on top of that, there was going to be little to no support for the colonies. Like, you better make these supplies last because now we're back at war. Yeah. And And Roboval
2: found beavers yet, which is. Yeah, that's later. That that's gonna that be, was that's gonna uh, be the real money.
1: Yeah, eventually people are like, "Wow, uh, these beavers, these little river rats—they were the big great they were the gold all the time, the whole yeah. time,
2: man. These little fuckers were the gold. You ever
0: touch a beaver coat? I don't think so. Oh man,
2: you see, wild. you see why we <laughs> killed them all? Fucking <laughs> wild,
0: yeah. Give <Yeah>, it <laughs> right now. Like, give me that. Well, I'd fatten them up. Mm. That's one thing they probably didn't
1: do. They'd be like, shoot it in the mouth. Think beavers <laughs> taste good? I'd eat it. I'd, I'd try. It. I'd try almost any, you know. I I'd, I'd imagine it would be like a gamier duck, like all sli- like you know ducks kind of got that like I mean, duck is good, but it's got that kind of like greasiness to it.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's true.
1: That that's true. Um, yeah, but
2: man, that but they seem is fatty, real. you know. Yeah, yeah, they do, but they're. I don't know. We'll just have to kill a beaver and eat it. Have I mean, you see. ever
0: eaten squirrel or rabbit?
2: I haven't. Eaten I mean, squ- rabbit. Rabbit's delicious.
1: Yeah, rabbit's tasty.
0: I've gone out to two restaurants where they had rabbit on the menu, and both times they didn't have it in that
1: night.
2: Damn.
0: Very, very upset by that. Yeah. But either way, um, touch a beaver coat. Go, just like if you're passing a fur shop, I don't know where you live, but if you're like, hey, I'm looking for something beaver, just try it on. Be like, oh, it's not my size. But get
1: that feel. Whew. Yeah. Well, that would that would be the French gold that Connor was talking about, was the beaver skins. But they're not there yet. They're just looking at them as weird little water, water rats that build tiny cities I, in the river. We can't move our boats past these fuckers. <laughs> yeah. Let's blast through them. <laughs> oh, no, we just lost six men blasting through it. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually the real killer the beavers. Yeah. They were the it. smart ones They were like, we know what's going to happen We're going to get massacred So we might as well drown some fuckers right now Yeah, yeah that's what they were calling rapids <laughs> yeah. Oh no, a few logs So yeah, Roberval Decided to abandon the, cal- the Colony of France Roy In the summer of 1543 About a year after it was founded again So these were short little bursts of colonies That we talked about But that was their that was France's first attempt at colonizing America. Well, yeah, they it's just a colder version of what the Spanish did.
2: (laughs) Yeah, they just keep making the same mistakes, you know? Yeah. Bring food, guys. Bring more food. Like, (laughs) or hunt immediately. Yeah. Just don't just.
1: Yeah. And don't just randomly abduct people and think like, oh, they're going to love this. (laughs) This is what they want. (laughs) Yeah. Everyone wants
0: to be my friend. So that's, what that's a that's a backfiring attitude.
1: Yeah. yeah. That's something that uh uh William Penn would have done. He's like, "They're my friend. Oh, We're yeah. all yeah. friends. Yeah, people who um uh,
0: people who say they have a lot of friends. Well, we know about them.
1: Yeah. So what became of Cartier and Roboval? I'll kind of sum these up. I got a few other tidbits left here. Cartier didn't really do anything after he came back with the fool's gold. Obviously, everyone was like, ha, you brought back not gold. Yeah. Imagine
0: getting laughed out of town constantly. Like back then they didn't like, you know, we have a dumb history show that kind of sprinkles in comedy. Back then, never heard of comedy before. They're like, oh my God, this is genuinely the funniest thing (laughs) ever to happen in my lifetime. This one joke where a guy lived over there, he sailed back, he lost lives, all that shit.
2: What a fool. What a fool. What a fool. (laughs) fool. (laughs) This guy belongs with the fish. He can't tell the difference between rocks.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And this is long before the whole new age, like, you know, I got a quartz crystal. I mean, he probably could have made a killing nowadays. So no, you got a stupid let, idiot. here, man. You got to
2: bring He really should have brought back some of that tree bark. Oh, yeah. That's what he really should have brought back. Unbelievable. He, he
1: probably thought that was like devil work. He's like, I don't know if I should be drinking this. Jesus might not like it.
2: I got to go to penance now. Yeah. Where's the priest? Yeah.
1: You know, I tried growing a mustache, but I still can't go outside. It's been eight years. <laughs> So Cartier ended up dying during an epidemic of typhoid, um, in San Malo in 1557. Now Robert Vall returned to France after the colony and immediately returned to war. Uh, so fighting, the fighting was between the French and the Spanish at this point. And when he returned back to France with the colony, the Spanish were actually sieging Paris. He's like, Oh, <laughs> the capital's on fire. Huh? Cool. Uh, so he jumps into it, and then he's fighting, you know, with the with the Spanish, and then they go to war with the English, and he's fighting with the In- English. And no charges were ever pressed against him with Marguerite, by the way. She returns back to France, and like, I, I can't say anything. Even well, though she she's like an, an international-, international. Well, yeah, but she's still like an international sensation. This is like. How many years was she on the island? It didn't specifically say, it said years. It didn't say how so long. So we're thinking like three Four, but he, he, yeah, he was alive when she came back. That's crazy, yeah. Good for her. Hello,
0: Rodival. <laughs> yeah, do <laughs> you remember dropping me off on an island, Robert Duval? Uh, no, <laughs> I have to
1: leave now. There's a
3: British person.
1: <laughs> so, if you thought he was a butthead, he got what he deserved because eventually he was assassinated at the start of the wars of religion in 1560 he was like in some church and he was walking out and everyone got ganked like stabbed with he was uh, was he
2: waffling between the huguenots and the catholics again i don't
1: i don't really know exactly what he was doing but yeah he got murked coming out of a church with a whole bunch of important french people Mm. good for the
2: guy that killed him yeah Now,
1: what can we say about the outcome of France's first attempt at the colony? Well, not much, but they did get an amazing idiom out of the experience that lasted for about a century, and I think this one needs to come back because it's really good. And I'm going to try to, you know, me and my pronunciation, I'm going to try to do it in French first. Pronunciation. Yeah, do it. (laughs) (laughs) So here we go, pronunciating it. Uh, Faut comme un damon d'un...
2: Uh, Canada. Okay. You found the diamond in Canada.
1: Uh, this translates to, and this was an idiom, so people would say, as false as a Canadian diamond. Oh! <laughs> oh.
2: I do want to bring that back. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, I, I like take that. a dig at the Canadians for their geology. <laughs> Can you
0: try yeah, pronouncing it again, Travis?
1: fa cume un diamond du Canada. Doesn't
0: he sound like an African
1: guy? No,
0: I don't know. I just hear. Fort to, me to Canada. A lot of them. A lot of them speak French. You know. This is Canada. Welcome to Canada. We have diamonds.
2: They are all real. Oh, uh, Tom, this is as good as a Canadian diamond. This is a. <laughs> this is as
0: good as any Canadian diamond. Thank you.
1: Yeah, but now they have. Now they have. Uh, you know, they didn't know that they would have beavers and what is it? Tar oil, sand oil.
2: Something like that. Yeah, dude. Yeah.
1: <laughs> they I have know. stuff. So, yeah, that's the first attempt. Uh, next time we do this show, uh, the the colonist one, we're going to be talking about a fusion episode. We're going to talking about the French and the Spanish. They're going to be going head to head. Weird. Yeah. Well, that's cool, though.
2: I would Over like a, a French-Spanish fusion restaurant.
1: Oh, that'd be actually. Re- I actually, I actually just went to a French restaurant over the weekend.
2: what Would you eat just butter and garlic? I hope.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, Anna had a like French chicken that was mainly just butter, and it was really good. And I had a pork shank in this like, ajou crap. Nice, mm. <laughs> yeah. nice. It's really some good, good French food.
0: food. I mean, these countries that are. Old, you know, they've experienced wars. They're beyond like what we're doing here. I mean, they they do their own thing. They have Bridget Bardot. Um, they <laughs> just get to focus on food, right? The yeah, good stuff. Because they were not destroyed by social media. No, and... they
2: were destroyed by bombs. Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, that's by something else. We'll talk about they them. had to find a little pride <laughs> in something that was.
2: Tangible. That's right.
1: Well, so, yeah. I mean, like, like thing. America. America has never been invaded except for the War of eighteen twelve. So, like, oh, big whoop. Yeah. Well, no, but Everybody's I'm just saying. Just once so. we yeah. get, Fuck once, you, Canada. What, <laughs> no, once we get our buttholes pushed in,
2: then maybe we'll be like, oh, all right, we should just make cool food and chill. <laughs> I don't know, guys. We we start this episode talking off about the swamp people and how great cooks they are.
1: Yep. Yeah.
2: But then again, we we burned the South for a while, so maybe that's part of it.
1: Yeah, maybe. Uh, there you
0: go. Yeah, they slow down a little end. bit. Better food, yeah. Yeah, and that's why like the, the the shallow veneer of like, yo, the bread is so good up here. Yeah, yo, you, you can't do bread <laughs>
2: like you do down You do got the strike. right water for bagels. Like in L.A., forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe maybe if we firebomb New York City, then we'll have better food. Yeah, you know, they'll be like, maybe we should try pizza differently. Nah, we
0: perfect
1: pizza. Mm. Or we should go to war over spices.
2: Yes. Yeah. That would be fun. Saffron what? for every American. Yes.
1: Yeah, saffron, <laughs> yeah, saffron Right so into expensive.
0: the show and tell us what war you'd go into over a spice. Let me yeah. know what spice you'd go head to head with a bunch of uh non-native speakers with.
1: <laughs> <laughs> saffron is so expensive we need to go to war to lower the price.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you can grow it in your backyard.
1: No, I don't want to do that. I'm American.
2: That's true. We don't have backyards.
0: <laughs> ha. You want to talk about not having backyards. Have you seen Europe?
2: Yeah. Oh, true, true. Yeah, they, yeah. Well, yeah. that's yeah. why they invaded all those places. <laughs> that's true. That's very true.
1: All right. So uh yeah, that's our first little venture into the French. Hope well, thank you, you enjoyed the show.
0: Or oh, our first Frencher.
1: <laughs>
2: wow. You guys can kill me anytime. Yeah, right.
1: should, you guys should probably watch a Robert Vall movie.
2: We're gonna go to <laughs> Harrington Island, Tom. We're gonna recreate the the experience she had. Right. Yeah. Cross dress me, leave me yeah. there in a
1: pink bikini.
0: <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right, Tom, figure it out. Yeah. Oh, uh, give me your keys, by the way.
1: Look well, for the basque fisherman. Well, if you enjoyed the show, you should probably drop off your money on the island of Patreon. At roastmortemcast.com slash patreon. No, at patreon.com slash (laughs) roastmortemcast.
0: Yeah, Um, Travis deserves lots of money. Connor deserves even more money. I won't even get into how much money I deserve. That's right. But (laughs) it goes without saying that you should be giving it to us.
1: Yeah. Now and you can follow us on socials. And we don't really respond on. (laughs) <laughs>
0: yeah, Instagram, where Travis put too many dicks. Uh, Twitter, yeah. where we tried to get followers by spamming people. And uh, now no one gives a shit about us. I don't even give a shit about us. We haven't checked our Twitter in
1: probably H- how long, Travis? Uh, I pop on there every once in a while. Mainly That's... just talking with the drink of beer play a game guys.
0: Yeah, I mean, I just got their phone number. I was like, yeah. cut the crap, fellas. Let's yeah. encode
1: this via AT&T.
0: I want Richard Branson to read these texts. That's right. Not Elon Musk.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Shane, everyone. Bye. See you.
2: <laughs> All right. Sweet.